Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And this is the place. Heritage Park this morning. Many gathered to witness the historic unveiling of a new monument honoring early black pioneers. Uh, they included dignitaries like Governor Spencer Cox, uh, President M. Russell Ballard of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was also there, dedicated uh, those new monuments. And someone else who was there uh, played an integral part in making all of this happen. And to me, this is one of those uh, absolute epitome of what one person can do with an idea. Uh, Molly Jr. Bonner, a vocal director, screenplay writer, filmmaker. Uh, he directed and produced the film. His name is Greenflake. We'll come back to that in a second. Interconnected with uh, the monuments that were unveiled today. Uh, he is the monument coordinator uh, for this new Black Pioneer Monument unveiled today at This Is The Place Heritage Park. And uh, Molly, I know it's been a very busy day, very busy season for you. Uh, but just give us some sense of what it was like to see all of this come to fruition uh, with the unveiling of these monuments today. Oh, my goodness. Well, thanks for having me on. I mean, first of all, I didn't realize that right after they unveiled it, I would have to speak. So I was, <laughs> They kept uh, that a secret, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I'm fighting back tears over this beautiful, beautiful sculptures of these incredible pioneers, Jane Manning James and uh, Green Flake, Hark Wales, Oscar Smith. It was just incredible, incredible. Ah, and uh, so give us a little sense of uh, when you finally got it together, uh, what was what was your message uh, on this day? And, and just for our, our listeners, give us a little of the backstory in terms of how this began to take shape and, and why it was such an emotional moment for you. Yes, yes. So, you know, well, my message uh, was that you know, I know a lot of people were, were learning about these pioneers right there at that dedication, uh, that there were enslaved pioneers, a part of the Vanguard Company, and, and that they came through the valley on July 22nd, 175 years ago. And so I just wanted to, one, start to hand pieces of this history that we haven't really talked about mm. uh, to the people that were there today and allow them to integrate it into what they know. And, and the, the scary thing, I think, is that we, we assume, like, well, gosh, how does that affect what we already knew? And it doesn't change what you know. It just adds to. Yeah. It just adds to the beautiful history that we have. And uh, so that was incredible. And, you know, everything started with the film, like you said. It was just, it started with the B1 celebration, actually, yeah. four years ago, 2018. And uh, that was where I learned about uh, some of the pioneers that were dedicated today. And quickly things turned into a film and then and then a monument. I don't know if you want to hear more details on that. Yeah, let's let's dig into all of that. Actually, let's start with that B1 uh, uh, 
uh, event, which was an extraordinary event and, and did connect so many. And I love the way you framed this, Molly, in that this is not about replacing history or changing history. This is just augmenting and, and rounding out and adding depth and dimension to really some extraordinary lives that uh, have made an extraordinary difference for all of us. Absolutely. Uh, you, you you hit it spot on. I mean, you know, these additions to our history that 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 we're learning, you know, they're, they're not new, uh, but they are new to us. And the beauty of it is is just adding pieces to the puzzle, you know, more to the picture. And like you said, uh, depth to our vantage point that we've had for years. So important. And uh, and so let's let's dive into a little bit of uh, this whole process, because this has been uh, this has been an extraordinary journey for you uh, individually, as well as uh, the rest of us that you've pulled along along the way. (laughs) You've you've kind of created your own vanguard company uh, in a way. uh, (laughs) But uh, but tell us about that journey. Yes. I mean, so right after, you know, learning about some of these pioneers, Green Flake, 19 year old enslaved young man and member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, who drove the first wagon through Immigration Canyon. After I learned that, it just, it did what it probably does to most people. It just kind of makes you take a step back and say, wait, what? And you've got to learn more. And I did. I met with historians, and, and they were so generous with their time. So I was just spending 18 hours a day just learning. And as I was learning, I was writing. Mm. I think you mentioned early on that my background is in music. So I write music and, and develop uh, pop singers, you know, and so as I was learning, I was writing, writing songs and writing scenes. And over the next month, I had uh, 200 pages and and 10 songs. Wow! And I realized pretty quickly that there was something special, and that the fact that my testimony and what I believe wasn't shattered by it. You would think it would just shatter, but it didn't. No. So I thought, my goodness, these stories need to be told with the same spirit that I learned them. Yeah, and not a shattering, but a galvanizing. I think of of depth and and strength to to those testimonies. And so let's let's dive in a little bit more to uh, to Green Flake specifically. Uh, you mentioned that he was uh, born into slavery, uh, and that uh, ultimately he ended up uh, out here. But but get us through the point A to to point Z of Green Flake's journey here to Utah. Yes. So Green Flake was enslaved in the South, and the Flake family was baptized, and uh, Green Flake was also baptized, and he's now 10 and enslaved to James Madison Flake. And uh, about seven years later, he makes his way to Nauvoo. And, you know, after Nauvoo, we we, I mean, I'm sorry, about uh, four years later, he makes his way to Nauvoo. And by the age of 19, he's a part of that Vanguard company. And um, uh, if you can imagine, there's there's just the toughest men in the world that are a part of men and women that were a part of that Vanguard company. But there was an a advanced, uh, advanced company that was sent through Immigration Canyon two, head, two days ahead of Brigham Young. And Green Flake drove that first wagon. So blazing that trail where tens of thousands of pioneers would follow. And it was him and his future brothers-in-law, Hark and Oscar, that were a part of that group. And so that's, that's the life of Green Flake that we knew. And it wasn't that, that that's where it ended for him, because he would go on to speak at multiple Pioneer Day celebrations alongside church leaders. So the locals and the saints knew what he meant to the community, mm-hmm. even though he had done all those things while 
enduring enslavement. Uh, uh, that's such a, a powerful example. And, and looking at how, you know, this place went from uh, being a desert to the blossom as a rose to crossroads of the West. And I think we're well on our way to, to crossroads to the world. Uh, but it's that same pioneering spirit that uh, enables all of that to happen, that people bring their gifts and talents and apply them to community and to causes uh, in ways that are just absolutely transformational. Uh, this is such an important part as we roll into this Pioneer Day weekend. We're going to go ahead and uh, step aside for a quick commercial break. Molly has been uh, gracious enough to say he would stick with us through the break, so you better stick with us through the break. We'll come back and talk more about this extraordinary monument uh, it's an amazing film. Uh, his name is, is Green Flake, and much more with uh, Molly Jr. Bonner coming up next here on KSL News Radio. Stick with us. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. It was an incredible audience. Probably the most diverse audience I've seen, and this is the place, and that was really the reason that we're doing this is to have a place to tell the story of pioneers that really hadn't had their story told before and we hope that people come often to reflect bring their children so this becomes everyone's story because pioneers came in all from all cultures around the world and different colors and this just helps solidify the inclusiveness that we celebrate here at this is the place that was Teresa Kramer, Director of Communications for This is the Place Heritage Park. It was her comments uh, about uh, those that uh, were there and, and what they saw today. Also interesting, uh, Aaron Cox tweeted today, uh, a standing ovation following the monument unveiling through tears. Molly Bonner says it's more beautiful than I could have imagined. And uh, Molly, uh, that had to be just uh, just a, an extraordinary moment uh, that as we talked about in the first segment, uh, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears uh, in order to bring this whole thing to fruition. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. There was, I, I, well, I have to say this. I, I, I say that it's the easiest, hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> you know, it was, it was so hard, but it, it had such ease because everyone wanted to be a part of making it happen. So I wasn't fighting this uphill battle to make this historic monument a possible. It was everyone wanted to be a part of it and make sure that it was done right. And so that was the beauty of this whole project. Uh, I love that. We're going to adopt that motto, the easiest, hardest thing we've ever done. That's uh, I think we need more of that in our society. And this was such a, a great way to do that and to, again, broaden the perspective in terms of what uh, pioneering is really about and what the founding of uh, these uh, – valleys in the mountains uh, really was all about. Uh, I know one of the things that you did today is you actually composed a song for today that, uh, of course, your family uh, sang. Tell us tell us about that, the inspiration, and, uh, and some of the words. Yes. Um, well, it's, it's called Child of God. And, you know, in the song, we just talk about the different struggles that we all go through in life. And no matter our circumstance or where we come from, in the end, we are all children of the same Father in heaven. And I wanted that to be the resounding message of today, that even though we're sitting here telling some very tough stories about enslavement and about pioneering and those sacrifices and, and things they had to endure, in the end, we are all family. And these stories are all of ours. 
And so I, I hope that that message was clear uh, through that song. Uh, I, I, the, the first words of the song just struck me as being so powerful. Uh, when I'm strong enough to fly, brave enough to fall, have energy to climb. Uh, that that is such a uh, stirring thing, and such a uh, a great visual of the that pioneering spirit. That uh, strong enough to fly, but brave enough to fall. Uh, tell us how that incorporates in maybe with a, a little bit of his name is Green Flake, and of course these uh, incredible uh, monuments that have been uh, unveiled and dedicated today up at uh, this is the place Heritage State Park. Yeah, I think the stories they represent also speak to a culture that, you know, was the way of the world, enslavement. And it made its way into our country pretty deeply, and then it permeated our faith as well. And so when I'm talking about being brave enough to fall, I think these stories, you have to go into them with some courage because they're difficult. You know, it's it's hard to hear the suffering of others, especially if they're integrated into the, some of the stories that we celebrate. And so it's, it's, it's not easy for anyone, no matter what your vantage point is. And so I just know that it's going to take some bravery for us to dig in and learn some of these stories that have been forgotten. Yeah. And, and it is, it, it, to me, it's, it, we often talk on this show about crucial conversations. We, we talk about having uh, the kind of courageous vulnerability uh, to, to get comfortable having uncomfortable conversations sometimes. Uh, and I think this is all, all part of that, uh, for our, our listeners, just give us a, a quick sense of, of each of the, the monuments today. And uh, as we encourage everyone to go up and check these out, uh, for themselves, uh, we know obviously green flake, uh, who was enslaved and there were, then there are other, uh, statues there as well of those who came to this Valley who were not slaves. Yes, exactly. Um, so, you have Green Flake, and we learned a bit about him. Then you have Hark and Oscar, who were his future brothers-in-law. He married their sister, Martha. And they, too, uh, were enslaved when they came into the valley. And uh, they did not get attain their freedom until they followed on. They had to serve another pioneer trek that took them into uh, California, uh, Free State. Um, Jane Manning James is not um, and was not enslaved. She was the uh, woman of, of color, the first uh, free woman of color um, documented. And she came in September. And so her and her two children, Sylvester and Silas, are on that monument. And um, it's, it's, it's really special to see uh, both uh, the lives of uh, black pioneers that were enslaved and both free that came into it. Yeah, such a, an important part of our story. I think uh, all who come to Utah or decide to call Utah home, whether you're a sixth or seventh generation or whether you chose uh, Utah as a place, uh, it is the place. And uh, this is all part of a shared experience and shared heritage and a, a shared set of values that I think uh, is is so vital. Uh, if you're just joining us as you as you look at what you're going to do over the 24th of July holiday weekend, uh, we would encourage you to go check out uh, this is the place Heritage Park, uh, these new powerful monuments to black pioneers uh, stirring, moving in so many ways. It was dedicated today uh, by M. Russell Ballard, acting president of the 
uh, Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, also, if you're looking for something to do over this weekend, uh, you can actually see the movie uh, that uh, Molly has uh, produced. Uh, his name is Green Flake. You can uh, check that out at the Megaplex uh, now all the way through Wednesday of next week. So you've got some time to get out and see that, a powerful, stirring uh, depiction of Green Flake and his journey here uh, as part of that Vanguard company to the Salt Lake Valley. Uh, Molly Juniper Bonner, uh, vocal director, screenplay writer, filmmaker extraordinaire, uh, directed and produced the film. His name is Green Flake, and intertwined in all of that was making sure uh, that at this is the place, Heritage Park, uh, there were also monuments to black pioneers who, who came to this valley as well. Uh, Molly, thanks so much for joining, with, joining us. Thanks for your extraordinary effort, for having a vision, and for inviting and watching uh, everyone to be part of that and to make this day a reality. Extraordinary work. Uh, thanks for your efforts, and we look forward to more great things to come. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, and that's uh, Molly Jr. Bonner. And, you know, I, I love those stories, and, yes, sometimes you have to say, well, but maybe we don't want to talk about that, but we do want to talk about that, uh, being comfortable, having uncomfortable conversations. But more importantly, uh, I love the way that Molly described it, that this was not a shattering of of history or perception, uh, I think it's a galvanizing tool. It, it brings us closer together. It expands the story. It helps us understand better uh, what that pioneering was really all about. Uh, and there are other groups, of course, that have had an extraordinary influence on this state and this area of the country. Uh, as you look at to those who worked on the railroad, you, you had many of the Chinese immigrants there. You also uh, had the Greek community that was so crucial in the, the mining development, uh, key minerals and resources here in the state. Uh, and you can go on and on and on. And, and sometimes I think we look far too narrow at what this Pioneer Day uh, is really all about here in the state of Utah. It is not just a select group of those who uh, are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or those who had ancestors who traveled across the plains uh, I think the vision is much bigger and much broader than that. And I continue to believe that uh, Utah is not here just to be a crossroads to the West. Uh, it's a crossroads to the world because of the people who live here and what we choose to do together. Stay with us. Hour number two coming up. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.